0: it's great to have you again at the podcast and this week we're coming from goa in india and uh we've been having a great time over here and uh it's my privilege to be talking with roderick a movement leader who i have great respect for and uh have uh visited a number of times in his house and just seen uh the the good things that he is doing the good works and uh uh, it's a privilege for us to have Roderick, and uh, welcome to the podcast, Roderick. Thank you very much, Dave. And uh, we just um, we just are really blessed because uh, I remember you came and visited us in in 2012 and poured into us, and a lot of the people you are listening today will have been there and remembered that. But there's also a lot, lot more that are participating in the movement now across in Australia and across the globe. So. Greetings to you all that I have met with, and all those I haven't met. Maybe one day soon. Maybe (laughs) one day soon, yes. (laughs) Yeah, fantastic. Rik, um, can you just um, give us some perspective of uh, what's happening in India?
1: Uh, Thanks for the question. In India, in the context by at large, what we see is a spontaneous, kingdom movement across the land, mostly between from central India all the way up north, which is the larger population of the country, and which is uh, also Hindi-speaking belt largely, plus more languages, but Hindi is spoken by more than uh, 500 million people, and that's also the national language, this belt plus some other languages. This region has been one of the darkest regions of 1040 window world. North India has been the darkest region and uh, this is where most of the idol worship, animistic worship and uh, much of religious uh, belief system, animistic belief system has existed, uh, which uh, includes enormous, endless amount of idol worship, sacrifices of all kind, uh, and you can name any, any practice that you might call evil practiced in the region. So it's been one of the most spiritually bound and occultic region in 1040 window world. But wherever there is uh, darker the darkness is, more brighter the smallest light shines. For instance, if you lit a matchstick in the day's daylight under sunlight, you won't see its light at all. But in your dark room, this tiny little pilot on your air conditioner, it just illuminates your room. Uh, that's what the reality of light shining, smaller light shining in the darkest or the dark, is the reality of northern India. And the story goes back to decade of fifties where a bunch of, a bunch of Pentecostals came over and uh, they preached their heart out and they tried to uh, bring some of the existing denominational Christians in faith. And that's how they started the Pentecostal churches. Uh, But in reality, it all goes back to uh, early 1900s in 1900 first decade a few girls from an orphanage in India were invited in Australia. And for the first time, they got filled with the Holy Spirit. They came back to India and they wept and cried and uh, other girls were filled with the Holy Spirit in Ramabai Mukti Mission in the first decade of uh, last century. And that's where the outpouring of Holy Spirit began in this country, uh, which got spread out in the south and then got to central and northern India. So that, that's been the background. That's amazing.
0: And um, uh, today we're, we're talking about uh, areas that were called the graveyards of missions, and suddenly the, the life that has sprung out uh, in the last few decades is quite, quite incredible. Um, what are some of the, the keys of the transition uh, from, from that real uh, graveyard of missionaries to now life springing out? Uh, uh, we, we see, I see right in front of me one of the keys is uh, indigenous leaders from the soil uh, uh, who, who God touched quite powerfully. Um, tell me some of the, your perspective. What were some of the transition points into movement, this spontaneous kingdom expansion that we're seeing in North India? Okay. Beginning with
1: the explanation of genesis of the term graveyard of missions... State of Bihar, one of the northern Indian states, was referred to as Graveyard of Missions because almost every mission organization that started work in Bihar ended up dying eventually. That's why it was called as Graveyard of Missions. But when the move of Holy Spirit began and uh, Spirit-filled Christians began to move and operate in the region they saw enormous amount of deliverance from the powers of darkness, slavery of demonic oppression, and uh, uh, supernatural manifestations of Holy Spirit. It began to take off. So uh, there are some couple of underlying factors that have actually caused the kingdom movement in India. One of those is, uh, of course, prayer. But prayer is understood as if people coming before God and asking him to do a few things, giving God assignment and just getting away. This is not the kind of prayer we are talking about. The prayer we are talking about is long-term fasting and spending long hours in the presence of God by individuals. And uh, the leaders that stayed in the presence of God for several hours, in my own case, I spent every Eight hours every day. I would wake up between four to five in the morning and uh, just stay in the presence of God, waiting upon the Lord, praying, worshiping him, meditating the the word of God. And uh, this began to get imparted in the next line of disciples. So the habit of staying in the presence of God for long hours and also with lots of fasting uh, became a key where Holy Spirit uh, empowered Christians that defeated the oppressing powers of darkness. Mm. And uh, historically, in any part of the world, whenever powers of darkness are defeated, the very first thing happens is people repent for their sins and come to the living God. That's the very first thing happens in any kind of revival in the world uh, history. Same thing happened in India. But second, the next underlying factor was the Holy Spirit began to raise sons of soil. This is, we call as permanent establishment of the kingdom. When sons of soil take ownership of their own people and cry out to God, to God save my people. I can do that for India. I can't do that for Australia. Dave can do that for Australia, not for India. So when we say sons of soil crying out to God to move on their behalf uh, is when the Christianity has taken a permanent root in the region. Has happened in India. The third thing is the spontaneous flow of gifts of Holy Spirit and power all over uh, in this uh, fast rising. Uh, Grassroot Harvest Force Mm. So this Grassroot Harvest Force Was largely bivocational Many of them have Become full time ministers now But not all Still growing, still expanding But the very primary Things they do is lots of Preaching from the word of God uh, And uh, Lots of time being Spent in the presence of God and uh, lots of demonstrations of the gifts of Holy Spirit, mostly in realms of healing and deliverance, deliverances. So uh, this has become uh, cutting edge. So first generation Christians at the cutting edge, empowered by the Holy Spirit, with gifts of Holy Spirit and uh, much prayer behind it, became the key, which began to see the harvest into the kingdom.
0: Amazing. Just fantastic, and having the privilege of sitting in some of the prayer rooms and encountering the presence of God and seeing the the long, passionate prayer. Um, We definitely can reflect on that in the West, and we say it's not present in the West, and we definitely need a move of the Holy Spirit, but it's not just... um, when we say that in the West, we're thinking of a, a Pentecostal church and a preacher laying hands on people and, and things happening. You're talking about a movement amongst people yes. where the Spirit of God is turning up
1: in, in a groups of people. Yeah, what I'm talking about, a, a culture of a spending time in the presence of God in the church. Yeah. Where Christians, they spend time with the Lord in private which is an impartation of the practice of the leadership. Uh, I can teach 10 people to pray for a whole month. They might not pray beyond 10 minutes. But if I spend time in the presence of God, and they see that happening, they'll, that will get replicated, they'll catch up the practice. So this uh, intuitively began to take place in big ways. And uh, uh, there are a few major topics of preaching of the Word of God that have uh, played a significant role are repentance from sin, a lot of preaching on repentance from sin, and uh, a lot of preaching about the promises of God for defeating the powers of darkness. God is going to than everything else. So that gives a victorious note to the people. And uh, uh, you have the authority. When the authority was uh, handed out, or the most simple people in the congregation were empowered by authority of believers being taught to them, Mm. they began to move forward. Mm. This is the story of uh, my movement. We have seen dramatic turnout after we, since even since very beginning, and the Lord placed burden on my heart to empower the most insignificant f- uh, sector of the society, section of society, and uh, I gave my life to that. And uh, I went to the Lord and c- cried, wept, and prayed, and prepared uh, whatever in my capacity I could do. I searched the scriptures, made notes, and uh, taught and taught my heart out. So much praying and worshiping. And uh, they began to uh, soak in the entire teaching. Uh, They might not remember the whole thing, but it became part of their existence, their spiritual existence. And whenever they would open their mouth, that's what would would come out of them. So when when those rich, super rich dynamics were established in the hearts and lives of people as their Christian DNA most sig- insignificant people of society, society, they went forward and did the exploits. Yeah.
0: The, the trip up for us uh, is often to think that knowledge will get us to a certain place. Um, do you want to just speak into that, the, vers- the, the difference between
1: knowledge and what you're talking about, the, the Western thinking of knowledge? What West thinks about knowledge is intellectual knowledge. Uh, the Western mindset says, if you know 10 points from the Bible, you can practice 10 points. If you know 11, you practice 11. You don't practice 12. Uh, the Western mindset takes knowledge as if as software engineer, when you train a software engineer or a medical doctor, or a civil engineer, if he knows little, he can perform little. If he knows much, he can perform much. If he knows so much, if he's a scholar in the region area, he performs super high, and then in the end he's a professor. So we're talking about intellectual knowledge there. But as what we understand about knowledge, we're not against intellectual knowledge for sure. We're all for it. But we also believe this intellectual knowledge has no power over the powers of darkness at all. Hosea says in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, God says, For the lack of my knowledge, my people perish. Who are these people? Israelites. Who had the knowledge... Of Red Sea parting, Jordan parting, manna for thirty, forty years, and pillar of a uh, cl- uh, pillar of fire, cloud, and uh, uh, Jericho wall falling—all victories amazingly done. Who had the knowledge of all these supernatural moves of God? Mm. Apart from Israelites, they did have this knowledge. They had the intellectual knowledge, but God rejects that intellectual knowledge and says, because of my lack of my knowledge, you perish. Even if they did have the knowledge, they had the scriptures. God did not approve it. So what is knowledge? (laughs) I would go back to the book of Genesis and uh, you would read several accounts of men. He went to his wife and knew her and she was pregnant. I mean nobody went to his wife and read her biodata or her resume or about her family history and by him getting to know his wife by reading about her she got pregnant. That's not the wife's that's not how wives get pregnant, at least not mine did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe not in a, not in India, right? <laughs> not in India, in
1: West they might, but not in India. <laughs> so what does that new mean? He went to his wife and knew her. knew is reckoned. Which means experienced, intimately. When a cu- when a couple made of two opposite sex are drowned in love, deeply, deeply emotionally attached, clung to each other, they also end up in physical practices, which result in pregnancy. Excluding the physical activities that result in pregnancy, we can do everything else with the Holy Spirit. We can get drowned, we can sink in His bosom, and uh, we can weep, rejoice, laugh, pour our heart to Him, and have Him pour His heart into us, which is what uh, communion is called. So often people say communion and uh, in the next sentence they'll say fellowship. So people misunderstand communion as fellowship. But what we understand is communion is very different from fellowship. When fellowship when people meet, they exchange their thoughts. It's exchange of ideas. We talk. We might shake hands. We might drink some drinks. We might eat something. You might laugh, joke, make friends, whatever. But that is fellowship where thoughts are shared. But when a couple is in private, now thoughts are not shared. Emotions are cross-poured. Both of them pour their emotion into each other. She might sink in his uh, chest and say, I love you. And he might not even respond with words. He might simply bring his hand behind her hairs. And long minutes later, maybe half an hour later, he says, You're so important to me. I couldn't make another day without you. So in two, three hours of communion between a couple that is drowned in love for each other, there is very little exchange of word. But there is so much exchange of emotion or heart feeling. This is a practice Holy Spirit expects from us. I would say Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31, and that's what I'm quoting at this point, where Isaiah says, uh, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So, the word, word for weight is kuawa, which also which has several meanings, one of which is to weld. In welding, when we take two pieces of a metal, bring them together, and uh, intensify heat, both ends melt. And after melting, they become one, and you take the heat away, and that becomes one piece of metal. This needs to be done between human spirit with the Holy Spirit. They that get diluted, melted in each other, become one, is what, re- re- what results in becoming powerful. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Their strength is renewed. Same thing Paul says, uh, one who is in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, he is one spirit with God. So, This is what uh, waiting upon the Lord and having communion with the Holy Spirit for long hours means to us.
0: Yeah. Always remember when you came, uh, you shared a a saying that has resonated with us for many years. Intimacy produces fruitfulness. And uh, the, the idea that you can look at movements and think of them as methods. If I just do A, B, C, I will produce this. And you even have people training like that, and um, just uh, he, just that. But you bring us into relationship with God, uh, uh, a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, even as we read the Book of Acts, we don't see them driven by methods or uh, acronyms or uh, even sir, even leaders, right? They they the movement takes on and spreads. As a work, and it's not necessarily the acts of the apostles, but it's the acts of the Spirit, as He's He's being poured out, and His church grows. So, uh, yeah. Just to
1: warn you, if you go against acronyms, you you are in danger of being stoned. <laughs> <laughs> we have too many, of them. <laughs> I, I I have looked for it in the Book of Acts, and I'm still open to see if there was any. I'll right away uh, jump and adopt it. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. And, um, and so you're talking about a pouring into of simple, ordinary people, um, and that produces then a multiplication. And um, um, how do they know what to do next um, when, when they're encountering God, uh, they're in a prayer meeting? What happens? Are you pouring in? Obviously, you're pouring in the Word of God uh, as well. Um, What are some of the the, uh, multiplication points for these
1: people? They become witness. In order for you to become witness, you're not required to know too much. Witness is just as as simple as, I was blind, but now I see. Messiah, this and that, prophetic, Jewish or not, what not. I have no, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm zero on all that. But one thing I know, I was blind, but now I see. The moment you stand with that, you will find a bunch of other blinds that want to see. They're not interested in any of the details. There's too much detail out there. There's too much teaching out there. If people wanted, they could have gone to it. And they can choose that. But the people that come to, they are are impacted by this witness, is the people that are in bondage, that are in oppression, and uh, uh, a lot of people in the West, uh, when they see our videos and hear our testimonies, they all say, "They say, uh, Roderick, so why there is so much of demon possession in India?" I a "Hilarious! This is such a hilarious question. Why? Because First John chapter five verse nineteen is so clear, dearly beloved. We are from the from God." And rest of the world is in the hands of devil. Anyone, any human being, any single human being on this planet called earth is under the spirit, holy or evil. All those who are born again have indwelling presence of the spirit of God in them. And all the rest are in the hands of demonic spirit. So for us to see the bondages break people release from oppression, one doesn't need to tr- fly all the way to India and do it here you have it next door or very, very much in your own home are you saying we have demons in the west so much <laughs> much more than, than in India your demons are much they have more tools more equipment highly literate and you more resources
0: <laughs> Very true. Very true. I mean, the uh, the scripture I immediately think of when you say, you know, how does the simple people get catalyzed is Jesus' promise. You will receive power uh, when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be. Not you should be, but you will be my witnesses. Consequential, not command. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Wait for the promise and you will be my witnesses and so it's it's like the inferences you can't stop this when the spirit comes
1: you will be my witnesses so a christian that is witness is super contagious nothing can stop from an obedient christian from being contagious it's imperative So one doesn't need to learn 12 points of theory. How do you need to operate after you get out of this room? Any anointed Christian is contagious Christian. And it will naturally play out. If that was not the course, thousands and thousands of people came came to Christ in the book of Acts. There were more than 100,000 Christians uh, before the diaspora of disciples, that's what I, that's what I hear around in the region. Uh, so, who ever taught them what to do? Where do, we have, where do we find the curriculum in the book of Acts? If there was any, it would have been mentioned. But there's none. But just one thing they spend time in the presence of God they were in deep intimacy to the lord they always clung to him period
0: repent and believe be baptized and you will receive the times of refreshing will come with the spirit wow absolutely now uh at the end of this first podcast um i wonder if you could wrap that up for us for those that are listening to, uh, in a word of encouragement and challenge any, or a prayer, whatever suits you, Roderick, um, to help us embrace what God
1: is uh, wanting to say to us and do. I would take my friends off the hook of being in the bondage of any program or any impression that would stress you so much and just encourage you to uh, be free to get drowned in the love of Holy Spirit and enjoy the sonship daughtership of God and love with him and uh, that will result in his anointing being increased upon you and uh, it will evidently see your you with a much sharp cutting edge whatever you lay hand, it will be more effective and powerful than otherwise. So just a tiny shift is required which is from intellect to the spirit, brain to heart.